Hello, my friends. Happy Tuesday. Happy podcast day. I'm so excited to be in your headphones, your AirPods, your car speaker, your Bluetooth speaker. Where do you listen to your podcasts? I feel like I am mostly an AirPods person or streaming through my car. I love listening to podcasts on my commutes to dropping off my daughter Penelope. That's my jam. What's yours? Um, Okay, so it's podcast day, but before we dive into this amazing conversation with Rubia, I'm just going to tell you, we're going to open doors soon for a local business school. I know I told you last week, but it keeps getting better. I feel like every week I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, you guys, you really need to be part of this if, of course, you need the education and support and community and all that. But we're bringing in some more experts to teach classes. Primarily, I taught all of the content and loved that and definitely find myself to be an expert in a lot of the areas that I teach. But there are some areas like SEO and really creating a content strategy through tools like Canva that I just don't get to own the expert status on. So we're bringing in the pros. And I'm so grateful because these humans are super supportive of local community-based business brands and companies like yours. And that's what we're doing. So doors open end of the month. And if you feel like you can brush up on some of your, your skills in the digital space, or just, you know, you want to level up in building a brand your community loves, or you want to make a little bit more money to support the business, this was designed for you. So Feel free to DM us if you have questions. We're always open to that, just generally speaking, and just to see if it really is right for you based on some of the expectations or hopes you have for your business. We've definitely told some people it hasn't been right for them. In the past, we are not here to hard sell a program. We just are doing it live this fall and don't know when we'll do it live again. And some sometimes the live experience is just more magical because you get to sign up for a specific time to be present for a live training with live Q&A. And that holds people accountable a little bit more than, you know, sometimes recorded classes that you can watch on your own, which, you know, we're supportive of and we'll definitely offer and have things we offer like that. But live experiences are just great. So feel free to check it out. We did drop our So You Want to Start a series on the YouTube, on the blog. So if you're looking for inspiration, maybe you tune in and you're like, just curious about starting something someday. We're bringing in people who have started all sorts of different businesses and we're going to expand beyond local because that's just, I love interviewing people, even in the e-commerce, direct consumer space, experiential. So you can expect a lot from us. I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm building like a media company and that's kind of cool. Never would have thought that back in 2010 when I was in the throes of business and journalism school and college, just never imagined myself sitting in my closet recording on a microphone. Just never thought about it. So cool. Okay. So let's get into the show because this is fun. You guys, I have Rabia Kamara on today and Rabia is kind of like our first celebrity. I don't know if that's actually true. Um, she is a gal who owns a ice cream shop. It's Black-owned, woman-owned, and she has created something really magical for herself. Rabia is a first-generation African-American woman who decided to forgo her family's plans for her to study law and follow her passions and her taste buds to culinary school. 
So she launched Ruby Scoops in 2014 and eventually got a storefront in November 2020. And what we love about this episode is that we caught Rubia kind of mid-air of a Food Network show called Clash of Cones. So have you heard of this? It's so cool. She is competing against other ice cream makers to win challenges, and eventually someone gets to create the new Ben & Jerry's flavor. What? Are you kidding? So when we interviewed her, she had won the first two weeks. So she was creating ice cream flavors that were tasted by Kevin Bacon and Ludacris, and she actually ended up winning. And it's hilarious because when we were talking to her, she couldn't share that. She knew she had won. It's like if you're talking to someone on like The Bachelor or like, I don't know, Survivor, and they know they won, but they can't tell anyone. Oh, that would be so hard. Um, anyway, so she's a winner. We're talking to a champion ice cream maker. Like, that's a big deal. So we caught Rabia when she was in her ice cream shop, which was super fun because you could see, well, I could, you guys are just listening. I could see kind of the background, people getting ready to open the shop. We were about 15 minutes out from her opening the doors. And as you can imagine, it's like midsummer, it's super hot. So people are eating the ice cream. And of course, she's like this famous human now who is on a television show. So it was just so fun to talk to her and learn more about why she started this business what some of the advices she has for people who are interested, which, spoiler alert, almost everyone we talk to says, go for it. Take the step. Take the leap. Like, yes, you're going to lose sleep. Yes, it's going to be kind of scary. No, you might not always have the perfect scenario to say yes to, but take the step. Do it. Um, So you get to be inspired by Rabia today on the episode. So let's go ahead and dive in. Okay. It's approved. She hit the button. <laughs> we're here. We're live. Rabia is with us. She is with Ruby Scoops and she has such an amazing story to share with us. Um, and you get to listen to it. So thanks for being here. Tell us a little bit about you, where, where you're from, what you do in the world, how you got to where you're at today. Sure. So I'm from Maryland originally. I currently reside in Richmond, Virginia. Um, I went to college here. And after that, I went to culinary school back home. I moved back here literally exactly nine years to the day that I left. Um, And I am the founder and owner of Ruby Scoops Ice Cream and Sweets. And we create all house-made, like scratch-made, small batch ice cream and sorbet and other frozen desserts, as well as fresh baked cookies. Mm, Okay, so you obviously haven't always been doing this. So how (laughs) how does one get into the ice cream and sweets world? Yeah, so I've actually been baking almost my whole life since I was probably eight or nine years old. So I've always had a penchant for sweets and sweet things and told my parents when I was a kid, I wanted to be the next Mrs. Fields, which they thought was hilarious. And I was like, give me a job. Um, (laughs) So I I always loved to bake and defeat people, but it wasn't something that my parents really supported. Um, And in my family, we are first generation American. So you go to college, you do what, you know, people before you didn't have the opportunity to do. So I attended VCU in Richmond, which is where I am again. And it really kind of reignited my love for feeding people and for baking. And I've just, I was supposed to go to law school and I woke up one day and realized that I was going to spend the rest of my life working mm-hmm. and that I really wanted to do something that I enjoyed. And I didn't want to wake up one day and like wonder what if. So I told my parents I was going to go to culinary school. 
<laughs> what they think? Which went over fantastically. It did not go well. It did not go well at all. Um, my mom was really upset at first. My dad was kind of like, you're going to do what you want to do. You've always been that kind of person. But once they really got to see me in my element, both in school and, and working full time and in the culinary industry, they really realized that this is what I wanted to do. I didn't originally know when I started cooking that it would lead to me being an entrepreneur and having my own shop and having my own space. Yeah. Um, all those things kind of lined up in the way the universe saw fit. I just knew that I wanted to cook and I wanted to feed people and I wanted to connect with them through feeding them. Mm-hmm. So you're going to school for this. You're obviously getting like trained yes. in making the foods. <laughs> so obviously opening your own store is like a huge leap from that. So I imagine you didn't go from like graduating with a degree to like, you know, full-blown scooping ice cream, building a brand. Um, I've been working in the culinary industry since 2011, which is when I also started school. So I went to Academy de Cuisine, which was a culinary school in Gaithersburg, Maryland. And they, it was a 12 month program, six months in class and then six months working full-time. So I started working full-time in restaurants in March December of 2012, because some of us started working early. Mm -hmm. And I was working specifically on the savory side of things, um, because I wanted to learn as much as I could and get paid to do it. And there was more to learn on the savory side, especially because I was coming from a culinary arts program. I had to go to culinary arts. I couldn't really go directly into pastry. So I would find jobs where I could do my savory side of things, but also kind of hang out in pastry and kind of learn some things from them. And I've always been the kind of person in this industry where like, I'll come in early to finish all my tasks so that I can play around. So that's really how I even got further into ice cream was I worked savory for about two years and then I was just really not feeling it. I really wanted to get into making desserts. And a friend of mine was working as a pastry cook at um, this restaurant called Addie's in Rockville. And she was like, hey, I love my job, but I'm ready to expand my family. I want to have more kids. So if you want the job, it's yours. Hmm. And I wanted the job very badly. I did it. I was just tired of working late, hot nights in kitchens. And, you know, I too was a person that like, well, I wanted, I wanted to have a life. I wanted to date. I wanted to do all these things that you don't get to do when you're at work from 1 p.m. to 11 p.m. Sure. <laughs> so I made the complete opposite sacrifice and woke up really early so I could be out of work by three or four or five o'clock and yeah. Life again. That was short lived because now I do this. But anyway. <laughs> I love it. We're on a podcast, but she like opens her arms and she's like, here we are. Because <laughs> we're in your shop right now. We're in is- the shop right now. Yes, we open very shortly. Um, so <laughs> I took this my first pastry cook job in 2013 and I had a menu of desserts I had to make, a book of recipes. And they said, hey, we order most of our ice cream, but we, we make two flavors in-house. We make one sorbet and one ice cream. So the person that was interviewing me for the position, he went away somewhere to do, I guess, like opening tasks. And when he came back, I had made like four bases and spun three of them. So they only asked me to make one thing. And I was like, I'm going to make four because I can't. Achiever. <laughs> yeah, I'm an ambitious lady. As I <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'll just make a bunch of stuff. And in that moment, they were like, okay, well, can you start tomorrow? <laughs> and I was like, I can start in a week. I just have to tell my other job I'm leaving. But yeah, you know. Okay. So yeah. that was really the first place where I got to 
explore flavors and, and, and create ice cream. And there was a lot of trial and error. And I was in a space where I got a lot of honest feedback, which I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. And it really helped encourage my growth as a person in pastry. Yeah. And when that restaurant closed, they offered me the pastry chef position for a new restaurant they were opening. Okay. Um, and my one condition was that I would go if the ice cream machine would come with me. So it did. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. So from there, that was um, my last real like full time pastry chef position before I started Ruby Scoops. Um, I was just working really hard and not feeling very respected and not really getting treated the best because I was the only black woman in, in, the, in the restaurant and I was the only black person that was a manager at that place. And oh, wow. everyone kind of just I didn't feel like I was getting treated the way everyone else was. Um, my food was in in Washington, like in the Washington Post, and it wasn't coming back to me. There's just a lot of things going on that I wasn't really comfortable with. Yeah, and I started to do what I always do: go in really early, make a bunch of stuff, and then take time to play around on my own. So yeah. that really allowed me to create my first few recipes for Ruby Scoops, which are all four of those original recipes are in the shop. Oh, cool. Like my signature flavors. Yes. Um, but I was just really, I, I, I'd fallen in love with making ice cream. I just love to watch people eat things I make and watch, like watch their eyes light up and mm-hmm. see everything that they're experiencing through the food that I've created. And one day my family and I were eating at the restaurant and I saw a family that had two daughters and they split the ice cream between the little girls. And one of them got distracted and was like playing and the other one ate both of their ice cream which led into like a full on breakdown. And in that moment, I was like, this is what I'm going to do with my life. I'm going to make ice cream and watch people make memories around it. (laughs) Um, And I decided that's what I wanted to do. And I have one of my best friends works at a community college in Maryland and they were doing like a a community marketplace. And she knew I was interested in kind of going out on my own. And she called me and said, hey, do you want to come work at this event? And I said, yeah, what is it? She said two weeks. I had two weeks to basically put together a logo, a website, an Instagram. I just like went for it. Business cards, um, coming into work early so I could make a bunch of stuff and take it to go sell. And my first like farmer's market event went really well. And I just thought to myself, if I can make a certain amount of money doing this every month, then why can't I do it full time? Um, and I was originally doing it out of my mom's house and really it was just like word of mouth. I was selling a lot of things to my friends and their families. I was shipping some things um, and taking over my mother's entire, entire kitchen. And she was like, yeah, you got to go. So I found my first commercial space, which then allowed me to start to really interact with more people as a brand. So I joined Union Kitchen, which is a shared space in DC. And from there, I started doing farmer's markets. Um, we started with one a week, and by the time we were getting ready to relocate, we were doing about six markets a week, and music festivals, and I was doing some consumer packages that we have now gotten away from, um, because the biggest question that I always got from people was, where's your storefront? So originally, being from Maryland, starting the business in D.C., I've always wanted to be back in Richmond, um, but because my parents weren't super happy about what I was doing... I felt like it was the best idea to stay at home and like do it in front of them. So they could see that I was really serious about it. Um, and then to have that safety net of being able to stay with them and put all my money towards the business, having the support of my friends and family. 
And knowing that, like, if it didn't work, at least I still had, like, my support system. Um, and then and over time, I really, really realized I wanted to be here and started to do some more events in this area and build my own network here before I decided to look for a start right now. So did you feel like you got to the point where you're like, I'm making enough money that I can justify a rent of this? Like, is that kind of how your brain works when you no. <laughs> well, that's never a thing. Um, I'm making enough money. We're just starting to really make okay. money. You're like, uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just um, curious. I feel like some people like take the leap before like numbers make sense. And then some people are very calculated. You know what I mean? They need things to like line up perfectly. So you seem more of like a risk taker in the sense of like I'm just going for it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it was a matter of, can I pay my friend? Yeah. That was really it. Not even like any of the other factors, but can I pay my rent and can I afford it? So when it started, started looking for spaces, it was very evident that I couldn't afford a retail space in DC. Mm-hmm. So now being here and spending, spending a little less, it's definitely more, mm-hmm. but the numbers are something, especially like opening storefront is where the numbers are okay. important. That's so exciting. Like, cause you've been open officially since November, 2020, yeah. right? So you're coming up yes. on a year here soon. <laughs> Does it feel like it's flown by or has it been slow? What's the experience? Some days it feels like it's flown by and other days it feels like we just opened. Yeah. Um, I think as someone that has their head down working, I look up and realize like, oh, all this time has passed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When your head's <laughs> down and you're just like in it, it's like. Not in the last year, but like in the last six since I've started this business. Yeah. Not realizing how much growth there's been. Like for instance, I don't know, I'm I'm a crazy plant lady. Mm. And resonate. <laughs> you know, like we've been with your plants sometimes you don't realize how much they grow because you just keep tending to them. Yeah. That's about that's a lot how I feel about this business is like you realize that you're like three times the size you were eight months ago because I just kept paying I just kept like that you. hanging plant is now touching the ground. You're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Good and the job. All of the plants I have in the shop are doing exactly that, which is like, but now I realize the passing of time because of these plants. Yep. I <laughs> thank you plants for giving me some context. Precisely. I love that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you've got the business started and like now you're on TV, which is so sure. fun. Um, so you're doing Clash of the Cones, like a Ben and Jerry's is going to pick a top winner. Yes. And this is happening in your life now. Like go from this, this gal creating sweet treats and ice cream for people Yes. And now you're on TV. Like, how does this happen? This is a, do you just wake up and like, you get a, get a call an email or you push it for this? So, um, I've done a couple other competition shows. So I get like emails about castings for things and originally found out about this and was like, Oh, I'll apply in like a couple of days when I have time because I'm always here. Yes. And my phone rang and it was a number I'd never seen before. And I was like, no, I'll just answer this. And it was someone in casting that was like, hey, we've heard a lot about you. Um, people who don't make ice cream that were getting this email were referring me to be on the show. And they were like, we want to interview you tomorrow. Okay. And I was like, okay, yeah, I can do that. I can do it at the shop even. So I did my first interview. And, you know, this is this is the competition that an ice cream maker dreams about. You know, yeah. like, I've done baking competitions. I've done some same competitions. And those were fun, but those weren't really the areas in which I shine. Yeah. And ice cream is an area in which I shine. That was an amazing thing to see, like, oh, I can actually like go do what I do every day. Yeah. We create flavors that 
resonate with me or that resonate with what the assignment is and that what that was really fun I had a great time so for anyone who doesn't know what Clash of the Cones is and they're like, what is she talking about? What Tell us what it is. So Clash of the Cones is a food network competition for ice cream makers um, that is the Ben & Jerry show. So we are in Vermont at the Ben & Jerry's factory creating ice cream inspired by Ben & Jerry's and by celebrities. And it's a four-week competition. There's six ice cream makers and there's four episodes. So everyone wants someone goes home every week then the finale is three finalized makers and the winner gets twenty thousand dollars and the flavor that they made gets scooped at um the ben and jerry shop at their hotel so So super cool yes (laughs) and so i mean to date of what i have seen you have like ludicrous has tried this your ice cream and kevin bacon so you're like (laughs) just kidding some fascinating people trying your stuff. How does that feel? Are you just like, what? This is crazy. It's really exciting. I don't think I ever thought that there would be a time where either of those people knew yes. who I was. Because why would it? Right. And so now with the six degrees of Kevin Megan, there is no degree for me. I'm just like, that's real. <laughs> that is the phrase. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. You're like, yeah, we're buds. Awesome. We've high five or something. <laughs> that's incredible. And so you're in the middle of it right now. So Anyone listening yeah. to this, you know, a week from now gets to probably hear what this, the end result is. So we'll be, we'll be cheering you on. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, of course. So for anyone who's like, I like starting a dessert based company or an ice cream shop, they're like, you know, on the edge of their seat, excited to hear this and maybe wanting to do it. What would you say to them? I always say, go for it. I'd say start now, perfect later. Um, even myself, I was like, I want to work in the, I want to be in the food industry for 10 years before I worked for myself. And that would be this year, which means I would have missed a lot of personal and professional growth, which have made me even stronger as a chef and business owner. Um, so I think if it's what you really want to do, you got to get out of your own way. And at least I love give it. it Take a step towards it. I love, I mean, that's what entrepreneurs say. Just do it. Like, let's go <laughs> create the thing. But I will say it's not as sexy as it always seems. Like I was, I've shared before that I think a lot of people when people talk about entrepreneurship, they make it seem very attractive and like everyone should do it. And not that everyone should, but it requires a lot of attention and a lot of hard work and a lot of sacrifice. And if that's not something that you're up for, then entrepreneurship mm-hmm. yeah. you got to be all in, especially the first few years, it feels like, right? Like, because you got to build your processes, your team, your system. <laughs> like, yep, all day, every day. I'm so happy for you. And I'm so excited that we got to interview someone on the East Coast. We're in Des Moines, Iowa. Like, so we get a record. We're like smack dab in the Midwest. So we love meeting people like you um, doing amazing work and making an impact. So thank you so much for being on the show. Where can people, yeah, where can people find you on the, on the internet? So on the internet, you can find me on Instagram at RubyScoopsIC, same for Twitter, RubyScoops.com and Facebook.com slash RubyScoops. And if you are in Richmond or ever find yourself in Richmond, you can find us at 120 West Brooklyn Park Boulevard. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's so great to meet Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate it. It's lovely to meet you too. Yes. All right, my friends, that wraps up another episode of Local to Legend. I hope you absolutely loved Rubia. I hope all of you are inspired to have some ice cream, go support a local ice cream shop or Rubia's herself. If you are listening to this and have quick access to Ruby Scoops, please go give her some love. Follow her all over the socials. Thank you so much for tuning in. If this inspired you, if this gave you ideas, 
or if you loved it, go ahead and share it with people. This is how we keep growing the local love and how we keep supporting local business owners all over the world. So thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. We will see you next week.